what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of the mcu reviewed today it's all about iron man 2 look at that just like last week we talked about the incredible hulk and how they had uh kind of the green color palette theme throughout we've got our red theme here today i've got a, a red drink here uh that is for my friends at community beer works john's got his fancy new avenger shirt because he apparently didn't have just about anything Marvel before, apparently. Yeah, that was a like, weird, weird revelation. I was like, oh, what should I wear for to for recording these MCU shows? And I go through my wardrobe. I'm like, I don't have any Marvel clothes. Well, fix that. Eye opening. <laughs> yeah. Exposed. Big problem. Rashawn's got the red on over there. He's got his wonderful Marvel hoodie on. I think this hoodie's gonna be my new staple for the show. I mean, what once a week? You know, I think I think that'll be perfect. You want to get red? John get red. is in the scene from Spaceballs towards the end of the movie when the ship's sirens are going off. Oh. Apparently. So first of all, oh, I know you're an angel. There's sirens Look in at- my. There's sirens on my end. <laughs> and Josiah's talking red, so we can get red. Let's let's do it. So thanks for coming to, uh, back for another episode here. We've had a blast with this series so far. We're watching along one episode or one movie per week of the MCU. This is in podcast form and at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse. And as always, the series is presented by our wonderful friends at Fantastic. Fantastic sells geeky themed shirts that help families, charities, and those in need. You can check that out at uh, 26shirts.com slash Fantastic. All right, boys, we got through the Hulk. We're back to one of our faves. Uh, Good movies. Iron Man 2. Can't wait to see where we all rank this later on. I feel like we're all either gonna there's no in between we'll all just agree like that or there will be some contention there will I be can't contention. wait this... there will be no agreement you know, you'll I, I can i'm just gonna predict it right now me and rashawn are gonna put it number two and you're gonna put it number one and that's just a prediction that's just basing my opinion off what i know how i know these people in the room right now just throwing it out there we'll see how it comes out at the end michael jordan would have never put it number one that's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> that's absurd you guys are ridiculous that's all i'm saying so let's talk about the movie here. Uh, I guess uh, first uh, impressions of it. In a nutshell, what do you think of Iron Man 2? Let's start with John. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. So I think Iron Man 2 is one of those ones that throughout the years people have soured on as you sip on your, your nice, beautiful sour beer. Um, mm-hmm. I, I always hear people say like, ah, oh, man, Iron Man 2 is the one. Like That's uh, that's where the Iron Man series kind of just doesn't hold up. It's a, it's a weak pot. It's not necessarily the strongest Iron Man movie. Um, I hear, I mean, I guess I hear that for two and three, but I don't, rewatching these, I just don't see it, man. I love Iron Man 2. It's such a fun movie. You're giving me more Tony Stark. You're giving me more MCU. And I think this movie is like where they really, really nailed in. Like, all right, we're building some MCU stuff. We're, we're in here. We're, we're getting in. We're, we're not only going to tell you this story, this Iron Man 2 story, which is a lot of fun. Sure. There's some flaws we can get into, but we're going to plant some seeds and we're really going to start telling you a bigger story. Um, super, Dude, super evident. I- I've got a ton of notes on a lot of what you mentioned there with MCU building or universe building, if you will, um, which, you know, we'll kind of get to, but I think this is the movie where like he really, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is great in Iron Man one, but here he like really stepped into those shoes, if you will. I think Um, this was next level stuff. Rashawn, give us your take on Iron Man two. Yeah. So in terms of what John brought up, at least any any people that have ever watched a movie news or again any around any of the Marvel circles, um, this game has gotten poo pooed like its entire lifespan, and I just I don't see it. I agree with you guys. I don't I don't see it. I don't. 
it's not it's not the worst Iron Man movie. I see. Uh, spoil, spoiler Ooh. alert. All right, so we are going to disagree a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, this is going to get good over the next fun. few weeks, folks. You just, get your popcorn ready. Now, you say you say you can't see it. I can see it. I can see why people might hop in and like. I think they think that out. way because it's cheesy. I think it's cheesy in a in a in a good way in a lot of parts. Well, yeah. All right, let, let's talk about that. Why? Why do you think people would think it's cheesy? Because I really don't. I think some of the, and I agree, I don't, I don't think it is either. <clears throat> I just think some of when, this is when they really, so with Iron Man 1, right, the gun was pointed to their head. This movie better be good or going out of business. Or you're going to have to sell off assets and all that stuff. Um, and it kind of was like that way with the Hulk too, because the Hulk came out again. We talked about that last time. They're only like two months apart or a month and a half apart. So those two movies, Marvel was making them with a gun pointed to their head. You could tell this is the first movie when they're like, oh, all right, we, can, we can have some fun here. And, you know, I think some of the comedy bits in the movie, you know, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, especially when we um, get into the uh, Sam Rockwell's character, uh, the Justin Hammer character. Um, but again, I, I don't I don't see it. I, I just feel I think that's why a lot of people probably get on it. And probably there's other story points um, that I'm remembering now as I'm thinking about it that people didn't like as well. But I think this was the first movie that they were really able to relax, have fun making it. And I think, Joe, you were getting to this point like this is where. Again, in my mind, Robert Downey Jr. was Iron Man after the first one, but this is where it was like solidified. This is where there was no argument, no contest, no anything. There was no more debate. <clears throat> um, so again, it's a fun movie for sure. It's a fun movie. I think it, I think it's solid. And like like I just said, it is not the worst Iron Man movie. Like some people make it out to be. Man. So the my counter argument on maybe if someone thinks it's cheesy is how could it anything in this movie be as cheesy as that last battle in the original iron man like i don't know and i yeah. you know i'm gonna get into justin hammer here in a bit um i've got some some thoughts there but i don't think any of that was like so if it's cheesy it was all done on on purpose like there's nothing about him that i think was was yeah i'm gonna save my thoughts on that i, I want to hop in a little bit so you mentioned the final battle uh i think it's much much better than the final battle of iron man one like that's not, like if you can test that i don't even know how we're having this conversation it's a much better final battle but i don't like how whiplash ends up in a suit just like obadiah did and it's just iron man fighting a bigger version of iron man again i i don't know the source material i don't know if whiplash actually ends up in a mech suit in the comics but like I really wish they would have just kept him at his core. I'm cool with using that. To my knowledge, I don't believe he does. Yeah, uh, so the little the, uh, stuff that I remember. That that's a big nitpick for me when it comes to superhero villains. Uh, the, the trend of just fighting a different version of yourself. We've we're we're three for three so far. Iron Man fought Obadiah, bigger bigger Iron Man suit. Hulk fought uh, Abomination, bigger Hulk. Iron Man, and so obviously Iron Man 2 has layers to that. Whiplash was different. Whiplash was always a villain. He didn't just evolve into this Iron Man clone, but at the end he is in a big Iron Man suit. So it's like, I, I, that's a nitpick for me. It's a little bit lazy, but there is a lot more into it. I think this is, of the three movies, the, the, the best final boss battle, but still kind of falls into that category, you know, what I was just talking about. Sure, sure. That makes sense. Um why don't we talk about the release date and what the box office numbers looked like if yeah. you've got those pulled up, John? I do. Release date uh, was in May 7th. So May 7th, 2010. Um, so what, that's two years apart from Iron Man 1? Uh, it was 2008 for the original Iron Man. So two years apart. Uh, box office also pretty far apart. $624 million. So I think that's... I, 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 what was Iron Man 1? I think this trounces it, right? Like This was... 
Iron Man I believe one. so. Okay, by 100 million. So yeah, so not as far as I thought. For some reason, I was thinking the 400 million for Iron Man one. Iron Man one did 585. So separation there for sure. Um, 624. We hit that six mark. Obviously a blockbuster. 624 million dollars, especially in 2010. That's big money. Especially yeah. at that time, also again for a comic book movie, the comic book golden age that we're in, movie wise, did not boom at that time. It was still a niche market. I think this was the start of that. I think Iron Man one really solidified that. Like, all right, maybe even if Marvel doesn't know what's going on, because we still didn't know what the MCU was back then, but we know this Iron Man series has some potential. So you know, almost ten years to the the date here, we're talking about this movie. Um, I uh, I saw this in theaters. This would have been well. This would have been the first one that I saw in theaters, of course, because I did not see the other two that we've talked about. Um, what's funny is I think about my biggest passions in geekdom, right? It's Star Wars and arguably Marvel, with just because of the MCU, not necessarily the the background on the comics and all that. I really am not well versed at all. But um, my dad took me to see Star Wars when I was six. They had the uh, the original trilogy special edition bringing it back to theaters and he was like hey you want to go see star wars and we did and that was it i was hooked for life uh he said hey do you want to go see iron man 2 i never thought about going to see it otherwise uh so i went with him we had a really nice time and we enjoyed the movie yeah, my dad and i bond over just about anything so that's easy but this was just one more thing that we were able to do um so again kudos to him and he kind of started this obsession with me but that was one that we saw and i believe um, we actually all stayed all the way till the end to see the uh, the after credit scene, and we just stayed. We didn't know that that was a thing, uh, so we inadvertently were like, "What? What? What is this?" Because it wasn't, um, a you thing. know, kind of yeah, yeah a, that, that was not commonplace at all at what, that point. What a time capsule to think of a time where you'd go see a Marvel movie and not think to first of all Google to see if there's an end credit scene while you're sitting there during the credits, or just stick around because you know there's going to be one. Yeah, yeah, totally different. It's it's fun to think about nowadays. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about it in a few weeks, but uh, when I saw The Avengers in 2012, I did not know that there was a post credit scene uh, the first time I saw it in theaters either. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I, obviously I, I should have, but I, I did not. So uh, I saw that in theaters, and uh, we've talked about it on the past episodes of MCU Review, that in uh, most cases, unless the movies are too close together, I've been rewatching them leading up to the new one that would be in theaters so this um i've i've seen quite a few times i would imagine you guys are in the same boat i actually misspoke last week this is the last marvel movie i didn't see in theaters okay um every every single one after this is when my dad and i started going consistently uh it was right after that we started with thor and the rest is history Cool. Yeah, so for me, nice. theater-wise, uh, definitely saw this in theaters. Went to see this with the same group of friends I saw Iron Man 1 with. Again, it was that thing where it's like, we're all kind of into superheroes, uh, coming off the Raimi trilogy for Spider-Man. We all had fun with that. We're getting this, this new seemingly, you know, kingpin in the superhero industry, this Iron Man. So we're like, all right, two's coming out. We loved the first one. We went and saw it. Loved it. Um, in terms of how many times I've seen it, honestly, probably not that many times, like, completely. Iron Man is one of those movies, one of those trilogies, especially now with Disney Plus that I'll just toss on. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm working from home. I need something on in the background. Throw Iron Man on. Time for bed, a little tired, going to be up for a little while, just want something to listen to. All right, throw some Iron Man on. Two gets thrown in there all the time. Um, I've probably only seen this movie completely like four-ish times, like three, four times probably. Uh, I saw it yesterday when I rewatched it, and then I saw it 
uh, last year when I did my rewatch before Endgame, or you know whatever Endgame was. Uh, yeah, it was twenty nineteen, right? Where time doesn't matter anymore in the quarantine. Um, no, it doesn't even. It's flat circle. Um, and then I saw it in theaters, and like, yeah, maybe I sat down one other time and watched it completely. But yeah, that's probably about it. It's so we. I also talked about how when I saw Avengers, that was enough for me to go to Best Buy and just buy all the Blu-rays mm-hmm. without having seen them. I actually owned this prior to that. Uh, so I had already become an Iron Man fan just as a result of these standalone movies. Um, and Avengers only took it to a new level, of course. But this was one that I had. Uh, we, I think my dad and I went out and got it pretty much right away when it came out. Um, I remember watching it in the living room, um, you know, on our home TV and all that. And um, just fond memories of it uh, together. But all these years later, he's, he's, he's still my favorite uh, MCU character, or arguably so. Um, John and Rashawn, do we want to queue up the trailer for this? Let's do it. Let's get that trailer. All right. Going. Let me get it up on yes, my yes. end. Cool. Iron Man 2 trailer one. You guys have it in front of you? Yep. All right. We good. Feel free <clears throat> to go ahead and play it. Did we pick up now where we left off? Mr. Stark, please. Yes, dear. Can I have your attention? Absolutely. Our priority here is to have you turn over the Iron Man weapon to the American people. Well, you can forget it. We're safe. America is secure. You want my property? You can't have it. But I did you a big favor. I have successfully privatized world peace. We're adjourned for the day. You've been a delight. Guys, Whiplash is so cool. <laughs> what a cool villain before he puts on an Iron Man suit. Mickey Rourke killed it. I love that character. I actually think that that trailer is is the best one yet. 
uh, of the three I movies agree. we've watched, where it I feels agree. like it really hyped this this movie and um, like classic things there, like it teases Tony and Pepper's relationship and in a playful way up front, and then um, it shows how he's really stepped into those Iron Man shoes. And then it takes a, a little bit of a dark turn and really teases a nice story and yeah. some new new characters or at least new actors uh, to the the series, if you will. So I think that's a pretty good one overall. Very cool, beautiful watch trailer. It. Yeah, yeah. I, the only thing only thing I'm upset about after watching that because I've again I've watched that trailer again over ten years or just ten years exactly <laughs> actually. Um, I don't know why they cut that pepper and tony scene in the beginning that would have been awesome no, i, I get i get i get that they were i get that for the start of your movie they probably just wanted to go straight for the straight for the money shot of him flying out of the uh the aircraft and then landing in the in the expo i, yeah. I get i probably get it from that perspective but man that was, that was a nice little heartwarming it was scene. cool i like that it exists in the trailer though i think what i'm totally fine with that kind of stuff being uh complimentary to the movie that kind of footage being out there it exists like that's that's headcanon to me that happened we just didn't see it in the film i, I like that kind of stuff i don't know if it would have worked perfectly in the film i love that moment from the trailer i don't need it in the film but i think I imagine they they took it out because if we see what the progression looks like between Tony and Pepper, there still is a little bit of a dance, right? Like we don't know that they're truly uh, an item or a couple <clears throat> till the pretty much the end of the movie. And there's that uh, rooftop scene, and that's kind of cements it. I think Good if you have point. this early on, maybe that ruins the integrity of that. Uh, so from a narrative standpoint, I see what that's they did, point. but yeah. um, I love that one. Like it it just kind of shows her sass there, and yeah. it's like. Okay, you know, like she can she can go blow for blow with him in terms of his sarcasm. But I think that's awesome. I love that line too. Go get him, boss. That's that's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Rashawn, you it really is. You mentioned uh, starting off with the expo. Um, just in terms of a couple of nitpicks, I really wish they would have started off with the expo instead of starting off with the whiplash scene. I wish they would have built into that whiplash stuff just naturally. Again, that was fine to start off with it, but with how cool that that Stark Expo intro was and just to like be back in that Iron Man world. And we are like full blown ego, Tony Stark, Stark Expos here, yeah. fireworks, everything like that. That I think that would have been a perfect opener. Just a little, like a little small nitpick. It's fine that it came. Yeah. After they want to, you, you tell they wanted to go for the, uh, the classic opening of showing the villain first, yeah. showing the villain coming up to, and why, you know, they, that's a classic, like movie. It's a trope. Yeah. Like comic book movie for trope, sure. Yeah. I love the everything surrounding the Stark Expo and that like it's a year long thing because think about that like expos that are huge. We think of like maybe E3 or different events throughout um, the the world. They go on for maybe a week and his is all here yeah. because he's Tony Stark and he can right like that is ego at its finest and I love it. Super I love good. that he says it's good to be back. Perfect line for the trailer right like good to be back we're getting a sequel to this movie because the first one did well enough so that we could do a sequel yep um i man i i don't remember seeing that trailer probably like Rashawn said since before seeing iron man 2 so that's got me just genuinely smiling right now yeah uh again i wrote a, a series before avengers infinity war called some assembly required wrote on each of the movies leading up to that point uh so this kind of is actually working as a light a nice little anchor for us here uh we list notable appearances obviously the the third one here for for tony stark with the the cameo in incredible hulk second one for pepper Potts. the uh first one for don Cheadle is roadie yeah so 
we uh, we talked a little bit about what we saw in Iron Man one, and I know John, you said you wanted to maybe see where that would have gone. Oh yeah, but, sure. What uh, fun. You know, John Don Cheadle here. What uh, what do we think of his his introduction into the MCU? I mean, his first lines: "I'm here, it's me, deal with it." Those were his first lines in the film. <laughs> That's so good. That's just that, like that kind of sums up. Rhodey and that, Don Cheadle's take. Yeah, I mean that's that's you know that was that was put there on purpose. Like it, it they they make it very clear. Tony Stark whips around Rhodey. Like like we're setting this up so nobody can miss the fact that we replaced the character. We replaced the actor for Rhodey. It was well done, super funny. I liked it a lot. I even like that hit me even the first time watching it. I'm like, oh, that's someone new. Oh, okay, they made a joke about it. Very cool. That's again self aware, right? Yeah. The MCU is very self aware for the most part, yep. and that's important to me. It's uh, you know, and 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 again, I like I do like Don Cheadle's take, and I and I like Terrence Howard too. You mm-hmm. know, he's you know he's doing his thing now, but you know at the time, again, he he wanted more money. They weren't they weren't gonna give it to him, and that it split. You know, that was one of the uh, key things about that drama back then. Um, Don Cheadle just came right in, and <laughs> like like the character Rhodey Wood came in, did his job. You know, he had some. War Machine action in there, but uh, I, I love I love what we got with Don Cheadle. That's another recast that we got early that you almost forget that Terrence Howard Ter- Terrence Howard was even Rhodey until you actually go back and watch first. You're like, oh yeah, Terrence. Howard. Yeah, no doubt. You think uh-huh. of War Machine, you're thinking Don Cheadle all day. That's it. And they work. Uh, he works very well together in terms of an on-screen chemistry with Robert Downey Jr. I think those. Not that Terrence didn't, but in seeing where we went with movie after movie after movie with those two, they had this kind of brotherly relationship. And uh, I think that that was, uh, you know, they, they could have missed with that recast, but yeah. they did a good job. And same thing with uh, with Bruce Banner on the as, uh, the Hulk. They did a, a good job there in, in those early recasts of the MCU. Uh, very, very notable, obviously. We get the first appearance of Black Widow, so Natasha Romanov. I love that she looks different in every single MCU movie, whether cool. it's a different hairstyle, a different uh, suit. I think that that is so clever. I, Even in what we're getting in Black Widow in November, like she looks different again. Different. I will say I absolutely love that fact. I love the fact that they, her, her appearance is different in everyone. Could, I hated her hair in that final scene she was in when she was all done up. for Kind of like her first real appearance as Black Widow in the hallway scene in... Uh, in um hammer's facility her hair really bothered me it just looked like some like weird fake dreadlocks i'm like even i never <laughs> even i remember even like watching it back in the back when i first came out i'm like what hair hair hairstyle why why weird no, I, I didn't have a problem with it i liked it bothered me they each their own it's all good mm-hmm. michael jordan wouldn't have had hair like that though <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry i'm sorry we gotta stop bringing up off-screen and inside jokes <laughs> no no they become on screen permanently that's Fair how they, there's a transition there i will um, i will say if we're if we're talking about black widow uh one of the things i will gr- agree with the iron man 2 detractors about is her presence in this movie uh you could have the character that she played that could have been anybody you could have casted some girl off the street and just tell hey act like a secret agent Ooh. um i don't think and i love uh scarlett johansson i love her to death uh but i don't believe her presence as black widow was fully established or felt until avengers when she had those scenes with hawkeye um and just that her own little chunks of screen time to shine alongside the other heroes i just feel like in this she was 
she was kind of there. Again, she had a cool scene. That hallway scene is dope. And that's one of her, I guess, if you had her Black Widow MCU highlight reel, that's on there. But I, I would say to me yeah. that that point brings home more to the fact that Black Widow's character wasn't there yet. I don't think ScarJo was part of that. I thought she absolutely stole the show from me. I thought no, she no, was, no, 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 no. ScarJo did what she had to do as an actress. I I'm thought, just about the, the way the character was written into the story, okay, I don't think. Got it. Was, yeah, I, I mean, think yeah. It, it worked because, you know, again, Go back 10 years, even though this was a, a sequel, the, the MCU was still not necessarily anywhere. You know, obviously the plan was for it to be successful, but that was still an unknown. So if you wanted to world build and introduce characters um, in a character like Black Widow, I think it made sense to do it in the way that they did. Um, because nowadays, let's, you know, fast forward to 2020 and we're getting. Um, a Shang-Chi movie, we're getting an Eternals movie, maybe characters that we would have never been able to do that with. You could make a, a Marvel standalone movie about just about any of them. And I think the three of us, for example, would just be like, yep, I'll be there. Yeah, Sign me up. Don't even Whereas maybe yeah. that wasn't the case. Like if you throw, let's say you build a Black Widow movie back then, it, it may not have worked. So I, I kind of see the dynamic of where they were going with that. I but I, you know, I also see Rashawn's point. Yeah, I think that if you're going to introduce a character as a secondary or a side character for the very first time, they have to serve a purpose to the plot. So she had to have, like, she, she couldn't be Black Widow most of this movie. She couldn't have her backstory. She couldn't have X, Y, and Z because she had to serve a purpose to for the Iron Man 2 standalone movie plot. So, I, I mean, I think that might be some of the takeaways that, you know, maybe where her character just didn't maybe shine the way it could have, but, you know, she had to be there for the plot. Hey, if only we knew where that character was going to go. And yeah. I, I loved her in Iron Man 2. I really did. Every movie she's been in has been great. Um, but ScarJo, like, man, I always think back to Legacy. And when we see the end of Avengers Endgame, how we get the credits um, on who everyone is in the movie, we get to the uh, portion where they really highlight the original six Avengers. Um, where they have their signatures and their logo, like that gives me goosebumps. So cool. And her in there is just, oh my gosh, it's so awesome. We're gonna talk. I love every like moment of the week. That that uh, what they did in terms of that, what you're talking about with those credits, that's so impactful. Almost every, it's become a meme to a sense where almost every form of like series or entertainment, if you go on YouTube, has that. There's a Kingdom Hearts version of that. There's a thing. <laughs> there's a Lord of the Rings version of that. Uh, like everyone not not obviously not official studios but that's become like such a, a cool meme to where you know i'm sure you'll see stuff like that in the future with big franchises like this something similar <clears throat> uh, oh for sure and we see like the impact of that Im intro mcu graphic that didn't exist until maybe just a few years back uh, where it highlights the different heroes throughout the movies and we talked about it on Geek Scott Game, where PlayStation kind of has that now, right? They're highlighting their their staple of recognizable characters and IPs. So that's um, I love I love stuff like that. Uh, it's just it's artistic. It's it's awesome, man. Um, we got Happy Hogan. So John Favreau, who I'm a huge fan of. Fun fact: I did name John Favreau as one of the five people I'd want to be quarantined with uh, because I think he could probably cook amazingly because he did three seasons of the Chef Show yeah. with all these different world chefs. And because guess what? He could tell me some incredible Mandalorian stories, I bet you, for what we're going to get for seasons two and three. There you go. So fun, fun fact there. Uh, we got more Clark Gregg as Agent Phil Coulson. A little bit more of an expanded role here that I appreciated. Uh, we got Jarvis. Um, John Slattery's first performance as Howard Stark. 
And I got to tell you, that video or that sequence where Tony is kind of tinkering around and he's under house arrest and he's watching back that video of his dad doing takes on the promotion for Stark Industries. It's one of the the most beautiful moments uh, of the movie for me when he kind of turns to the camera and says that Tony is the greatest thing that he'll ever create. Man, I get choked up when I see that scene. It's just so awesome. And I feel like John Slattery was really well cast there as we see him recur throughout the MCU after that, right? Like, totally awesome. Yeah, no doubt. I think he's a perfect pick for Howard Stark. That moment was so good. It was a great moment, and it comes full circle in Endgame. Sure do. Yeah, oh, it absolutely does. So beautiful. Um, last thing I had just for notable appearances was, um, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about this one. I don't know if you feel like this is a little bit of a backtrack or not. Uh, but Kevin Feige said that this was this was the case. That when you see towards the end of the movie, uh, the kid with the Iron Man uh, oh. mask on, and he goes to basically shoot the enemy, and Iron Man shows up and does it for him. Uh, that that is Peter Parker. I've heard conflicting stuff on that. I've heard, uh, okay. I've read that. Yes, that was like, I've heard that for sure. And I've heard, heard it both ways that like, yes, it was confirmed. But I thought I also read that like he, in retrospect, he's when he confirmed that he was kind of just saying it in jest, like, yeah, sure. Whatever. That was Peter Parker. So I don't know if that's like actually true, but maybe we can do some more research and report back on it. But I've heard it both ways. It works from a timeline standpoint for it what it's worth, yeah. uh, which is great. And honestly, even if they didn't plan on that happening or if he was sarcastic about it, I'm going to believe that that was Peter Parker. Yeah. Timeline and place. Like, I mean, that's what... like what... Oh, sorry, John, go ahead. No, no, no. Like, t- just timeline and place, too, because, I mean, he's at, like, Peter Parker, first of all, would be interested in that kind of stuff. He likes tinkering. It's in It's in a New York borough. It's where Peter Parker would be. Like, it, it makes sense, but, like, I, I don't oh, know. Oh, man's his hero. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess so, but it was a small <laughs> unrelated thing. That's like when um, Kathleen Kennedy and company of Lucasfilm uh, pointed at a old photo of uh, the cast posing at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi, and they pointed to one random guy's like, you know what? That's going to be Commander Rex, an old version of him. That's like that. Like, really? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know about like if, that. I, yeah. I think that is kind of garbage. I'll say that. Like, get out of my town. So, that's not Rex. So, but, you know, even if so, even if they were to double down and say that now that they they like they, they they're considering that Peter Parker, I think there is a zero percent chance that they plan that to be Peter Parker. I think when this movie was made, they were not thinking yeah, that. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, because they the, that deal would have never. And even, even yeah, if it if it was on the table, it would have been like in an email. It wouldn't have been fleshed how, out contract negotiation. How far ahead would they have had to have thought? You know, I mean, yeah. like they, they thought ahead, even... but even Feige admits that that was never a part of the. It was just supposed when with Spider Man's arrival in Civil War, that was strictly just going to be Black Panther's intro. And Spider-Man and Sony, that fell, fell into their lap. lap. There's yeah. no... Anyone that argues that, is, it, you're wrong. Yeah. You're no, wrong. I totally I agree with that, that point. I know that that... It, it felt like that was so last second even in the scheme oh, of things. it was. It definitely when, was. When he came around and... Oh, man. I, I'll, that day on Twitter was just awesome. I can't wait. With to, everybody being so happy. We'll talk about that when we get to Civil War. We will. That, that was good stuff. Uh, Stan Lee's appearance. Uh, Larry King? Was yeah. that the one? Yep. Okay, gotcha. So a small little one, another yeah. funny thing because in the, you know, Tony Stark is calling him someone that he's not. But is it that, or is he actually playing that character? I, I, I'm still, I'm still on the fence about that. Like, is is the cameo that Tony Stark thinks he's somebody else, or is the cameo that he is playing this other person? 
I still, I, at first i always thought what you think with that and your opinion john but the more i've gone on over the years i think it's tony stark being mm, a sarcastic idiot interesting yeah i don't know i think now that we know how all of the other stanley appearances go that makes more sense in perspective but I, I just wonder if they weren't sure how they wanted to do it and they were just like yeah you'll, you'll play you'll play hugh hefner and i'll play larry king i don't know i think it's funny because you know throughout the years like he he calls different characters different things and i think of like infinity war during that intense early moment and he goes he says uh oh what's his name he calls him squidward oh ebony ebony, ebony Ma, Ma, right yeah. Call, yeah i love that like yeah. that that's the tony stark to me he's always calling people who he thinks they look like i don't know sure uh what uh what oh, there's something else i wanted to really mention here bear with me here i hit some notes on this oh so the quote um about making uh god bleed so from whiplash yeah i think that that is super wonderful because it foreshadows that tony stark is the first one to make thanos bleed in infinity war Mm. uh all those years later he's in that battle with thanos and thanos goes all that just for a drop of blood but you look back to this quote Mm. and i you know again i get goosebumps on it and it's like god or people will cease to believe in god if they see God bleed. Hmm. And that is so telling to me. And I love how that kind of loops back. Obviously that one wasn't planned. That's so far in advance, sure. but man, that's a nice little foreshadowing I think that's there. one of those coincidences that makes so much sense. Yeah. Though. I don't know if it's necessarily a coincidence, but they, they surely weren't planning for it when they wrote the first line, but they definitely could have been right. m- making a callback when they, when they have Thanos, you know, say that I never thought of that. That's mm. really cool though. Yeah. That's a, that's a new one. Could yeah. have been a great callback. Absolutely. That hit me last night when I was watching it, and I had uh, probably seen it as a meme in the past. Mm. But just thinking about that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's that's, that's cool. like that's crazy. Um, Rhodey says to Tony, "This whole gun or this whole lone gunslinger act, you don't have to do it alone." Another kind of, hey man, quit the Playboy act. We're gonna team up, and obviously they'd become the Avengers uh, shortly thereafter. Mm. So that's another uh, nice little foreshadowing there. I think it's time to dive into some some Rockwell, dude. So yes, let's talk. Oh my god, uh, I've got my opinions. I'm I'm not gonna sour this I'll just start. yet. You you start. I love Justin Hammer and I love Sam Rockwell. I'm such a I'm such a Sam Rockwell. All right, good. dude. I think we might be all on the same page here. He's just <laughs> such a good comic book villain. And of course, and like if that's the cheese you're mad about when you see this movie. I don't know what you want. I don't know what you like then, because that's just so much fun. I, he kills it. He's super, super funny. Super, super just... To the MCU that we ended up getting. With jokes that are all Sam Rockwell, Justin Hammer type type of jokes that he was telling. Yeah. So and I, you love it, and you love it now. Yeah, Dude, I'm just such a big Sam Rockwell fan. He, he might be my favorite actor, pound for pound. I love Sam Rockwell. I love his role in this movie so much on so many levels. I love how he talks to Whiplash in their first meeting. I love him dancing out on stage i think it's hysterical i love when um i love how he talks to whiplash right before that sequence how he really gets mad and he's like all right take his shoes and then do this and do that um and then i really really love when he is selling the weapons Oh yeah, it's good. So the, Dude, the U.S. So, so used car salesman just yeah. to have real. So no, not your style. And he goes, to the, <laughs> and he gets to the last one. He calls it the ex-wife, which is great. 
But then I love that he's really, he's so confident in his product. And he's like, you know, I can't read you. You're like a sphinx. Like, yeah. I think that's hysterical. So good. And then he, he ends up with a huge sale on his hands. And, and he's just like his reaction is priceless. Yeah. He's like, the, the whole thing. Like, that oh, is awesome. I think my the type of character. Oh, go ahead, John. My favorite, my favorite uh, Sam Rockwell moment in this movie is towards the beginning at the the press hearing at the Senate, where it was, where he's like just completely <laughs> crapping on Iron Man, but then he wraps up with "God bless America, God bless Iron Man." It's just like the sleazy car salesman, like he's just trying to win everybody over, and it's it just I, I love it. Oh, he's a snake, dude. You he's, can't trust that guy as far as you can throw him. Uh, Let's talk about that sequence, by the way. I man, that is Tony Stark. At his finest. So good. He's a smart ass in the room and everyone's kind of laughing. And I love how he kind of hacks into the the TV screen there it. and shows some of the footage. Oh my gosh. I love all of that and how sarcastic he is. I can talk about it forever. <laughs> that just, yeah. <laughs> so good. I love it. Yeah, that's that's classic Iron Man right there. That's his wit, that's his technology. He just controls the room. Everybody's just on his side unless unless you got a reason not to be. Yeah, and that uh, that leads to that line at the end. It's funny how, <laughs> how annoying, annoying a little, a little prick, prick can, can be. be. That was yeah. hilarious. Again, there's so many good like little jokes and stuff. Like I don't know how or why people poo poo on this movie. Again, it's not the best thing ever, but it's not trash. It's like people great, make it man. It's more do. Iron Man. Like, what do you? I think, and we'll talk about it when we get to three two. Obviously, you've you've spoiled where you think about Iron Man three or Sean, <laughs> but like more Iron Man is more Iron Man. Just give me more. You don't know the extent of it. I'm saving it. We'll get there. <laughs> But, uh, but this yeah, he, Sam Rockwell was great, man. I mean, just to, just to sum it all up, uh, yeah, just the uh, the ex wife, and then that moment comes at the end when Brody actually tries to use it. Hammer tech, <laughs> and then even and Tony's just like hammer tech. And he's just like, yeah. <laughs> it just is a done. It falls in the water. So oh my gosh! Dude, and then movie... oh, one more one more thing, job. Sorry, no, we you're good. You're good. With the. Uh, <laughs> When he's te- when he's having Ivan uh, test out the suit, and then he's he has his little boy his boy with him the helmet. And he's like, that's <laughs> not a helmet. He's like, put that on. Put you that put on. in this guy's. <laughs> he's like, I can't. <laughs> he's like, I can't do it. On. You see this? You see this <laughs> I love that so much, and it, the noise it makes when it hits his head is like, it's yes. like, dun, yeah, dun, dun. <laughs> it's so funny because you know, like. Everyone in that position would do the same thing. Like that that's his boss. He's this <laughs> You're gonna Is be an I'm idiot gonna do it. Do sure. You asked me to. Oh, yeah, okay, and okay. Of, and the type of character they made him, I can't stop thinking about it. Um a new thought I had as I'm watching it uh for the MC reviewed here. Um I feel like Justin Hammer's character was one of those kids that got bullied didn't like the cool kid as you can see in that first scene in the movie he doesn't like the whole cool kid he's not a fan of that but as he got older in life and got successful and his book smarts paid off he tries to throw the wit the his, his version of jokes out there that just aren't funny like Doesn't dudes are trying to be funny or not funny but the magic that they did with this movie um i'm losing the director i'm not sure who did it but whoever wrote it i should maybe give more credit to Justin Hammer's character is corny. Don't get it twisted. The stuff that he does, like that stuff in real life, if someone did this, like, dude, you're corny, like, just stop. But it works so well still. In that character, Because yeah. you, un- you, you understand that's his character, and they, but they still make it funny. Movies try to do that all the time, 
and the character you still look at as corny where we more so we laugh at him versus we laugh with tony yeah we, we don't just... <laughs> uh, hammer doesn't work without tony stark because it's the dichotomy of the of the playboy millionaire versus the dud billionaire you know the guy who's just not quite up to par and just you know the jokes don't <laughs> land uh, he gets the recycled girlfriends like uh you know tony stark did a spread with her last year like that kind of stuff is just like it's good I want one last thing. This is it for no, the No, we can do a hammer. Thing. We can this, actually, this, we can just clip this out and do a Justin <laughs> Hammer podcast. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Hammercast, done. At the, at the end of, <laughs> at the end when Pepper and, <laughs> when Pepper and that uh, Black Widow are there uh, and they're, and they're interfering in his plans and he just looks at his boy, excuse my French here. First of all, I'm going to swear on the Geekiverse. He's like, man, we got to get these bitches out of here. <laughs> funny it's is i great. never actually for some reason heard that line till last night it's i had great. subtitles on because i was watching it in in bed yeah and i was like really dude but that's him right that's, that's his character yeah, like he's like, just just he'd, he'd be yeah hammer cast really you don't want to go with hammer time you want to go with the obvious podcast title no 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 it was too cast. obvious come on it was in my head but come on we got to stay on brand, man. We got dad cast. We got plus cast hammer cast. So this movie, we are talking about all these moments we like, and it's like one more and one more. I feel like it's so short, but it's actually two hours and four minutes long. Obviously that includes credits. Yeah. Um, but I remember, so last night I'm, I'm editing dad cast and I'm kind of watching this in the background. It flew by and I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's only a half hour left of this thing. Like that is, oftentimes the sign of a good movie not always but um in my opinion when there's one that flows like that and you didn't feel like you sat there for an hour and a half to two hours or however long it was that's pretty good to see that that uh it was consistent it was you know they had it going for them especially considering because again we're groomed to now expect these comic book movies to be anywhere from let's say 215 uh two and a half i think like even i think 215 to 245 is kind of like what we expect from a marvel movie right now yeah like like nowadays and even movies outside of uh the marvel movies too are trying they're trying to match that 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 length yeah um you know i guess they think that's great storytelling um but yeah, it just depends. I didn't mean that as a shot. Uh, but so now going back and watching all of these, like I think all of these are at, right at that two hour, hour and fifty ish minute range. They're these are flying by for me. Same man. <clears throat> it's almost like like binging a TV show in a way. Um, with Rockwell, I wrote down that during his uh, weapons presentation to the the U.S., um, he had such like Ocean's Eleven vibes to me. Like he was ripped right out of out of that movie, but in a cheesy way, yeah. right? Like you've got Brad Pitt, who's, who's really cool, but you've got this guy who's just this knockoff cool. It's it doesn't really work, but it works because of what John said. He doesn't work without Tony Stark exactly. uh, being in this movie. Very complimentary. Another thing I didn't pick up until last night. Again, watching the the subtitles here when uh, Stark picks up the strawberries uh, on his way to see Pepper. Yeah, and the guy goes, "Are you Iron Man?" And he goes, "Sometimes." Oh, you don't notice that? More, oh, I love that. No, uh, oh, yeah, so good. More building on the on the the theme of being out in the open with who you are. Yeah, in terms of you know hidden identities. <laughs> so good. I thought that was funny. Another nice tease for the the further MCU uh, was. <laughs> 
that he needed Cap Shield oh to complete his final project, and I, that I, it wasn't anything epic like def- deflecting light or energy. No. It's that it literally was a placeholder. It, you cannot, and nobody can appreciate that scene until until the MCU is like where it's at. Like when, like that when that aired in theaters, nobody had the appreci- appreciation that we have for it now. Like that is so good in retrospect, especially like what we know about the relationship between first of all, Cap and Tony just one-on-one, but the way Cap and Howard Stark were and how that was always an issue with Tony. Like that is, that is so good. Cause you know that Tony Stark would view himself as the alpha and that Captain America is the secondary character, course, right? Yeah. So that is hysterical to me that this is exactly in, what I need. He's, He's holding it up for him almost. Yeah. I think that that's that's perfect retrospective now. Really good. Moment. A funny thing if we're hint uh, just talking about like things that hint farther, just when you get to the end, uh, and he's sitting in the little shield base that they made uh with Nick Fury again and they're going and he's looking at the Avengers initiative thing. Um, it's just so funny that at that time they were looking at, they were evaluating these people and doing personality tests. Like, oh, oh, yeah. You're a Avenger. Can you save the world? Or do, you have, <laughs> do you have this, this, and this type of personality? If so, you're an Avenger. And more then, of a Monday guy or a Saturday kind of guy? <laughs> yeah. Is your availability on Monday or, fri- or Fridays? Yeah. Like, which one works better for you? Like, we were, they were doing that as the, as the Avengers uh, stuff. That, that's kind of silly. Oh, that's funny. It's <laughs> funny because honestly, that's a little bit how they were doing this right they were shoehorning this this universe together into something that became so much bigger um and i'm talking about disney and marvel you know uh so we see that a little bit in the film um obviously we get more of a tease uh when the post-credit scene and colson goes to new mexico yeah was, uh, teasing the the next movie it was cool that they they hinted at that a few times throughout the film too uh when when colson was babysitting stark he had uh, he dropped that line as i've got more important stuff uh in new mexico and even nick fury says something i've got bigger problems than than you down in the southwest region so like they're planting that stuff they're they're my note here is full swing mcu world building yeah, I think a- around this time is when they officially start. I mean, I think they had, again, rough draft of what they wanted to go for. Yeah. But you can start to see they started feeling, Feige and the crew started feeling themselves a little bit. All right, let's throw that in there because like, we're going to do this Thor, and we're going to do that. There were no guarantees before. Yeah, you know, like <clears throat> Thor was a greenlit film when this movie was made. Like they they have another movie, so like they can they can easily tease it. They can literally give you the hammer in New Mexico. Like, all right, cool. We have some, we have a next stepping stone. Like it's it's, it's cemented in here. Yeah, and it's it's really nicely done where sometimes you'll get in movies. I know some people criticize like Star Wars with throwing in Easter eggs that are unnecessary. I often don't feel that way, but with regards to the MCU, like they did it in a really important way where it wasn't just like, hey, go see like maybe like the DCEU would have done this is to go see our movie because that superhero is going to be in it. It was like, okay, now I'm curious. Oh wow! Okay, you're going to New Mexico. Why? And yep. you know things like that. Oh my gosh! Now looking back, that's Captain America's shield. Yeah. Um, they did it in a thoughtful and meaningful way. Very much. Which so. actually benefited them greatly when it came to you know what they were going to be investing in their own future. Oh yeah, it paid off uh, more than they could have even known. Unbelievable to look back at now. It, the hindsight is incredible on all of this, and that's what makes this show kind of fun. I think. Yeah. Um. The last note that I had just randomly here was every uh, every time I hear the song Pick Up the Pieces, I think of Hammer. Pick Up the Pieces is the name of the song he dances to on stage. Uh, I cannot not think of him in that goofy dance and that spin in that gray suit that uh, he does. So 
kudos to him on that. Um, that's it. That's all I had uh, for notes. Anything else uh, that came to mind that I didn't get to, or you guys were looking to to bring up? You guys hinted at it earlier, but uh, the final battle for me, that uh, was really cool, especially the the just the part specifically where they're fighting the hammer drones. Only because that brings back just a little bit of nostalgia for me. Only because that see, I've seen that scene, like I've seen this movie eight to ten times. I've watched that scene close to maybe the hundreds and the reason why is because that scene i actually when i way back when i used to work at best buy uh that scene is amazing if you have home theater equipment we used that was one of uh my go-to's but a couple other people's go-to's for uh demoing audio uh so that scene is really great if you have a sound system to crank that up and they're really because you're getting bullets flying everywhere you're getting uh the the repulsors that that tony uses you're getting all this motion uh jets and all explosions you're getting a lot of that so that scene from an audio standpoint is amazing but obviously visually as well it makes sense audio wise because like they even allude to it in the in the film it's like they're in the death pit or whatever he says like you're in the death zone or whatever Mm -hmm. they they are centered i mean that that would be great for directional audio so that makes a lot of sense and speaking of that it's funny because they were arguing about who's the big gun. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because Rhodey legitimately has the big gun, but at the same time, that's Iron Man. Yeah. That's his suit that you're wearing. So that, that's, that's kind of You have a big gun. You're not the big gun. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Just more awesome banter between those guys. Speaking of those oh, two. Oh, and by the way, we never see that. Uh, whatever that move is, we never see that again. The the with his lasers oh, and he's, they, I, I can only use the words. We never see that again. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, he gets other technology that's ten times better, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, he works on a lot of suits over the years, right? All the different mocks. Yeah. So. If we're talking about those two together, one scene I want to bring up before we wrap up, like plot and stuff like that, is the the birthday party scene, where where Tony Tony gets drunk and he's absolutely just wasted in in his suit and he's throwing a party. Like that's, I mean, that's one of those things that's crazy to think about. Like if there's if if some some billionaire playboy really did privatize this kind of technology and like really was kind of unhinged the way Tony Stark was like, man, what happens when he has a few too many and just loses it? Like cool scene. It was a lot of fun, obviously, but like it got me thinking like, oh crap, this is, this is nuts. Brought an element of realism to it. Yeah. Which I don't even know if it see something like that happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, an element with an element with that may, maybe this is potentially me reading a little bit too much into the connective threads, but I like very early because again, the MCU is very self-aware and it's also more realistic than people give it credit for in terms of how they tackle social issues, the little bit that they do. Um, if there was a billionaire playboy that had a suit like this, the government would see try to seize that immediately. So I like that we get little a little sprinkle of what we kind of get in civil war down the road of government control regulation on a superhero type of person. Again, I think that's me reading into it a little bit too well, much there. I mean, but I like that they that that's an issue that got addressed instead of on a comic book page. Oh, the government doesn't care, it's just whatever. But yeah. that would actually be an issue that would be tackled in real for sure. Life. I think as outlandish the MCU obviously can get with like magic and you know crazy stuff like that. It will always be a grounded series. Like it always assumes that it's living in our, our real world. All this stuff is happening, but everything else is the same. Like there's the, the U S government is a thing and world war two happened and Soviet Russia, like all that stuff happened. Like it's, it's, it's still for as crazy as it is, it is still grounded in a lot of ways. Rashawn, I think that's a really good point. Actually. Um, one I had not considered before where it is foreshadowing that, Hey, they're on the map, you know, for the U S government, the U S government, and they make reference to it numerous times throughout that they're kind of on 
the ass of the army to try to get stuff done, whether it's getting that suit in their hand and he's like, oh, I've got to deliver a good report to my superior. Like they're trying to take that over in a not so subtle way yet doing it unofficially, right? Like whether it's Rhodes going and taking that suit, um, you name it. I think that's really good. And that is a good leading point into civil war um, six years later. So yeah, kudos on that one. Yeah. Uh, one other thing that I thought about that I want to mention just before I forget um, between Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2, it was almost two years, almost uh, exactly two years between those releases, uh, 23 months and in a few days um, with what's going on with our quarantine now between our, the last Marvel movie we got the So the uh, Spider-Man last summer to black widow, that's the longest we've, we've gone since oh, man. between MCU releases. Yep. That's crazy, right? It's rough. Like, to th- obviously, it wouldn't have happened. Would have been. Yeah, we would have uh, 10 already seen between... Black Widow, yeah. But kind of interesting Crazy to think about. Movie. Like, this is the longest we've gone between MCU movies because of of COVID nineteen. Um, a client of mine brought it up actually today, and was like, "Dude, I'm dying without Marvel movies. Like, I should have seen Black Widow by now." And I'm I like, "Yeah, yeah, you got to wait." Mark unfortunately, my, mark my words. Here's a prediction that I'm, I'm going to stick to. Because again, that my MCU is very self-aware, tackles political stuff. There will be a COVID reference in a future MCU film. Interesting. There will be one. It, it'll be something silly. Again, oh, like remember that thing that kept us grounded? And it'll be something so silly. What movie or, well, you know, who knows? But there'll be some silly reference. Because uh, they like these these movies, and you'll notice that as you get farther, they t- technically they kind of take place in the real time of you know the yeah, year. The you know there was a point where we were matched up, right? Like they were they were year for year for a while, and so there was some time stuff mm-hmm. involved. But yeah, yep. they're very for the most part pretty chronological, mm-hmm. which I've always really appreciated. Obviously, Captain America jumps back, and Captain Marvel now goes back. But for you know almost twenty movies, they were pretty much in a row i'd really like that and that they take place kind of in our, our real world is is always nice it's that element of realism that we mentioned um any any other points that we wanted to bring up before we kind of get towards uh wrapping this up here mm-hmm. no, i think we can uh start ranking them oh hang on favorite i don't uh, know if we want to do this or not favorite uh non-primary character yeah i think, I think we, we kind of agreed yeah we all, we're, all <laughs> on the, we're all on the hammer train uh, we talked about enough of them with black widow and hammer <laughs> what about uh what we did on the first two episodes was uh quote unquote that moment mm. the the moment in the movie that is your favorite yeah you know take a second for, guys for me it, for me it's that it's the death the death pit scene just because again i've i've went through that so many times seeing it the, the John, first, you look confused. The, the, the end first, with John, with, not with John and Rhodey, with Tony and Rhodey. The, the, so, with, the, with the hammer drones. Gotcha. Yes, with the the one we were just talking about with having yeah. the home theaters. Yeah, I thought yeah, you meant yeah, like yeah, a yeah. literal deathbed. I'm thinking about the opening scene with uh, Whiplash and his father. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, when he's on his deathbed? Like, I don't know. What that <laughs> <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that's <laughs> my favorite scene. <laughs> no, it's my birth. Yeah. We, how are we... How are we uh, an hour and so in this, and we've just now said I want my bird for the first time? What is going on? I was just going to say we the same thing. Failed you <laughs> yeah. all. What a good character. I, I like the character. I know people get on on him, but yeah, man, I like it's that. funny. I I remember going into the movie and I read like a short review of it in the Buffalo News. Like, think how crazy that is, and it said it made reference to him having the um 
toothpick in his mouth the entire film. I was like, all right, that's a nice little thing to, yeah, to look out for. You know, stuff like that. It's cool. Yep. Um, I think that moment for me in the movie, by the way, uh, that we're talking about is something I already talked about. And it was when uh, Howard Stark is turning to Tony essentially from that, that video and saying he's the best thing he'll ever create. Sure. That one always hits home with me. I think it's, it's just beautiful. That one sticks out the most to me. Cool. All right. We want to do this. Let's do it. Let's get into the rankings, baby. I'm so ready. All right. All right. All right. So you well, can't John, see you it. made your prediction. The people at home can see it. So right now, the current rankings, we have Iron Man ranked one. We have the Incredible Hulk ranked two. Let's get the Iron Man two text visual here. All right. Who here thinks that this movie is better than the Incredible Hulk and should rank higher? Josiah raised his hand. Rochelle yep. raised his hand. I raised my virtual hand i agree so this there is- was a time frame where i actually wouldn't have agreed with that That's but in insane. recent in, in in recent years i've i've come around wow. all right so iron man is now sitting at number two who here thinks that iron man should hop iron man one to become the number one on the list no i knew i knew it i knew, and I'm yeah, right. you know. i knew it you know Joe, sorry. John Root, he spoiled the episode right at the beginning. We've got one vote for yes. We've got two votes for no. Iron Man 2 stays at the number two spot. The current ranking is Iron Man. Iron Man 2, The Incredible Hulk. Unless, you can make an argument for it. That argument is wrong, but it's okay. I mean, we can't make an argument. It's a fact. It's on the screen. It's literally the ranking. There's no argument. It's literally right there. <laughs> yeah, no. Iron Man 2 is better than These Iron Man 1. going to be solidified when it's no, all this, this is Joe. this is a cumulative ranking. You're going to get some later. You'll I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll hop over something Rashawn didn't want. Oh, oh you guys wait. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to hit my revenge. But let me tell you, I don't think you know, maybe maybe I'll think about it for a little bit. I don't think I'm going to use a snap on this. No. Because here's why. All right. And this is I was ready to, maybe a bad reason. To get rid of your snap here. No, 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 no. Not yet. I don't want to do that because I don't think, based on past research, I'll get the public to side with me. So you I don't want not. to waste one. Yeah, that's that was my point. Yeah, yeah no. you're not going to. So again, for people at home, if you're not familiar, you can see on the screen here, we all have three Thanos gauntlets, uh, snapping motions by our, our little pictures there. The idea is that we're going to run into situations like this where someone is going to get snubbed. Rashawn and I think that Iron Man 2 is below Iron Man 1. Josiah is upset. He disagrees. Sorry, it's a voting system. That's how it goes. If you wanted to, you could use one of his snaps. His snap would say, okay, I want to flip Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 1. The two movies have to be touching on the list. We can't jump around. They have to be touching. But you use your snap. And what we do is we put a poll out there on Twitter.com. Uh, we're the underscore Geekiverse on Twitter. So we put a poll out there. It's a seven-day-long poll, and it's going to simply read Iron Man versus Iron Man 2. If he can get the people to agree that Iron Man 2 should be better, then he would win. His snap would be successful, and they would hop. But I think he's smart enough to realize that the people would not be with him on this one. I'm smart enough to realize that most people would not be smart enough to be with me on it. Oh yeah. Now, let me say this. So... Uh, did we mention that you only get three snaps throughout this entire series? Correct. Yeah, there's three on the. Yeah, they can see them on the screen. So, we get we get three snaps. That's the other thing. Like, yeah. I want to save it for later on when there's movies I really want to pull for. Because honestly, at the end of the day, I don't really care so much that Iron Man Two is not ranked yeah. above Iron Man One. I love both movies. I got to tell you that. So here, sitting, you know, with my friends John and Rashawn, who are saying that it's better. Of course, I'm mad at them. That's not the point. 
I am okay with Iron Man being ranked above Iron Man 2. Yeah. It's Tony Stark, man. They're both wonderful movies. For sure. It's okay. And for, it's okay. for what it's worth, you don't have to, like, if you if we go this whole series and we agree on most of them, you can go back and snap Iron Man 2 over 1 whenever you want. That's the other thing. We're, yeah. we're too early in the series. You know, we're week three of 23. I've got to save my pennies here. I'm not going to use them all at once. Yeah. So now, now the only problem is there's going to. I think Rashawn and I are going to put some other movies in between Iron Man and Iron Man Two. So you you're going to have to. Stop. That's that's part of the strategy. Like I'm going to have to hope that that doesn't happen. Oh, it's going to happen. Um, but it's not make or break for me. Like right. I don't. You know, there's other movies on here. So I mentioned like Lou from the the Geekiverse would get downright mad if certain movies ranks in certain areas. I can't wait to show uh, our he's, list. he's gotten so so pissed at me over the years but me i don't i don't care so much but there are certain ones that like i am in my mind i've already got like a a list where i'm like those are the ones that i want to sink my investment behind Uh, which is my my snap i love this. so it it will it will live on yeah this is gonna get great this is just the start of it i am very intrigued to see what happens next week because opinions can be a little bit all over the board on that so let's let's talk about next week what is next week Thor. We got Thor next week. We have Thor next week. We do. Spoiler, not to get too far down this rabbit hole, but Thor Ragnarok changed my opinion on a lot of MCU stuff. Hmm. Mm. I'll, I'll just okay. leave you with that. That's fair. But hey, we got our current yeah. ranking. We have Iron Man, Iron Man 2, and then we have the Incredible Hulk, which I don't think is going gonna, is gonna to get bumped up at all. It actually, mm, uh, it might. no, John, come on, we'll you're wrong. See. It's it's gonna well, it will eventually, but not. I don't think next. Week. Oh, next week, I'm, we'll, Hey, we're watching these movies. No. We are we are ranking these as we see them. Who knows? I could watch Thor next week and just be appalled. Who knows? Not that I want to spoil anything, but what week is uh, Thor: The Dark World? <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen that movie. That calls it sick. I've only seen Thor: Dark World one time. Just we like, gotta have Dell on that one, right? Like he, yeah, he's, always, he's in the same boat. He's gotta talk about Dell that. Dell is always welcome. So if he wants to hop in, he's he always, always welcome, welcome to discuss. But speaking of Dell, speaking of Dell, uh, as we mentioned, the show is sponsored by Fantastic, a wonderful group of people that are not only loving and caring, but they have immense hearts. Uh, they give back. They help families in need. They help charities around Western New York. They do good in the world, to put it succinctly. Visit 26shirts.com slash Fantastic. Check out the catalog. There's some wonderful merchandise on there. Uh, They've just released a Darth Vader-themed t-shirt last week. New designs are happening all the time. Uh, They're timely, though. you got to get them within a week's time, typically, and then they're gone forever. They do, however, have a small number of backstock designs that you can see. Again, one last time, it's 26shirts.com slash Fantastic. Portions of every purchase go to, as I mentioned, a charity or a person or a family in need. Awesome so stuff. we are so grateful to Dell and Fantastic for being a part of this. Even though Dell's not on the show today, uh, we're we're just honored to to even know him, let alone partner up. Yeah, I mean them being a sponsor, they're a part of every show we do here. Um, and with that uh, Fantastic uh, sponsorship, they are also partnering with us to give away one free shirt from Fantastic every week, every episode of the MCU reviewed. Uh, so week one, we did Twitter. Uh, we, we selected our giveaway winner. That shirt's in the mail. Week two is still live. Uh, that one's a Facebook. Uh, if you like and share, follow a couple of rules in the Facebook post we have there. You can enter win a free shirt. Uh, this week, we're going to go with Instagram. We're, we're just going to run the gamut. We're going to hop onto the next social media. So uh, once the, 
this episode will post on Monday the 18th, right? That's math. Today's the 14th. Mm-hmm. Four days will be 18. There we go. Um, so yeah, Monday the 18th, this episode is going to post live. Along with that, you will see a post on our Instagram page very specifically saying, hey, red flag, giveaway alert. This is the giveaway post. We'll throw some instructions on there. It's going to be something like following us on Instagram, liking the post, following 26 shirts, fantastic stuff like that. But you will be entered to win a free shirt from Fantastic and the folks over at 26 shirts. Super exciting. Doesn't take much, folks. Give them a follow. Give them a like. Well, as John outlined, it's different every week. Uh, it is uh, it is well worth the, the cause that they fight for. So, guys, this was a fun discussion. Um, I really, really look forward to the latter portions of the next uh, few episodes here to discuss where we're ranking these different movies. We want to hear from you, the listeners. Uh, visit us on all social media, facebook.com slash thegeekiverse. Twitter, we are at the underscore geekiverse. And on Instagram, thegeekiverse. Let us know what your rankings look like to this point. We want to know. We'll bring up uh, uh, some of those on air. You know, bring some, uh, bring some hot takes hey, some because we are certainly going to have some. Yeah. Let me tell you, bring it's going to get good, heat. guys. Um, spoiler alert: I'm, I'm not really mad at John and Rashawn. I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry for my outburst there. We'll guys. hash it out. It's okay. Well, we'll hug it out, bro. When this is all over. <laughs> for uh, for my boys, for John and Rashawn, I'm Josiah. We will catch you next week for the Thor episode of the MCU Reviewed. Have a wonderful night. Stay marvelous.